stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. So as part of our special series on the energy sector in Greater Philadelphia, we talk about everything from distribution to access to affordability to infrastructure and so much more. And we're really thrilled to have two special guests with us on this episode of Growing Greater Philadelphia from Chesapeake Utilities Corporation. Please welcome in Jackie Mayen. Jackie, it's great to have you. Great. Thanks, Matt. It's great being here. Thank you for having us. And joining Jackie is her partner at Chesapeake Utilities Corporation, Justin Mulcahy. Justin, it's great to see you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. So, Jackie, I want to start out by a very basic question. How do you describe to the average person when you meet them what Chesapeake Utilities is? And I know there's a couple subsidiaries within that. So if you could share with us some of that nuance. So, yes. So Chesapeake Utilities Corporation is a 150-year-old company. We are a diversified energy company engaged in natural gas distribution, transmission, propane, combined heat and power, and other solutions as well. And we have about seven or eight subsidiaries. So the one that I work for is Eastern Shore Natural Gas. Okay. And so we bring in the gas from southeastern Pennsylvania all the way down to all of Delaware and parts of Maryland, and we're going to continue to grow as a company. So we also have companies in Florida and Ohio. Virginia. So we cross about seven states. So people don't realize how big of a company that we are and how long we've been around. And we've been around six decades. And wow. so it shows that, you know, the longevity, the safety record, and just how we've just continued to grow and expand in the region and outside the region. And not only the length of service that your team has been providing, but the impact, which is something I want to get into a little bit later in our conversation. And Justin, I want to turn to you a little bit as well, because I love Jackie's perspective on the industry. And I totally agree. It made perfect sense to those of us who may have a little bit of a closer kind of connection to the industry. Mm-hmm. How do you describe a utility company like Chesapeake Utility Corporation to the average person on the corner, at the diner, in the neighborhood you know, grocery store? What does that all mean, the distribution and the manufacturing? Yeah, I think that's a good question. You know, a lot of times with utility companies, when you have natural gas, it's out of sight, out of mind. The infrastructure's in the ground, so people really don't know, how does this apply to me? How is it important? So really, the way to think about it is, when from a distribution standpoint, that's coming into the homes. That's the natural company bringing in the gas to your homes, to the residents. That's Chesapeake Utilities, where Jackie works for the transmission side. That's the pipeline, you know, providing that service from that standpoint, and the distribution is coming off of the pipeline to supply homes. So again, this is infrastructure that is out of sight, out of mind, but it's very important. There's a lot of benefits to it, especially this time of year for heating the homes. So we have a lot of different companies, as Jackie mentioned. We're a diversified company. We have Mm -hmm. natural gas, distribution, transmission, propane. So that's part of our philosophy, our strategic approach, is to make sure that you know we're meeting customers where they are, and we're making our infrastructure available to customers so they have access to natural gas, because it's important. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want to drill down on that one aspect a little bit more, Justin, and ask, you're right, that out of sight, out of mind mentality, in my view, I like to interpret that as we take it for granted. We really do. We don't know the value and the benefit of this asset that we have in this community across kind of the four state region, five state region, if you think about Ohio and and into Virginia as well. So we're getting into a little bit of a bigger space that all kind of has a hub in this core of Pennsylvania, if you will. But where I'm going with this is if you could talk with us a little bit about the impact on the consumer from heating a home, 
but also the impact on a business and how it allows business to thrive. And it's really a question for both of you, but Justin, I'll start with you. You know, when you talk about economic development, business growth in a region, you need to have utilities, you need to have access to energy, and that's why natural gas is so important. Whether you're talking about, from a transmission standpoint, one of your larger customers, you know, such as a refinery, or from a distribution standpoint at that residential level, when you want to bring in more homes, you know, more smaller businesses, you want to make sure that you have the infrastructure in place to accommodate that type of growth. And naturally, from a business standpoint, if you know that infrastructure is there, it's somewhere you're going to look at potentially bringing your business to. Maybe Jackie might be able to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. From a business perspective, as I mentioned earlier, we are able to bring in the gas from Pennsylvania, right? Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I feel that should hit home, and people don't realize how extraordinary it is, Pennsylvania is the second largest producer of natural gas behind Texas. Like, Think about that, right? So you think of how extraordinary that is and how easy it is to get access to the gas, then I think that makes our region much more attractive because it's going to be lower cost, affordability, and accessibility to that gas. Right. So companies, anytime they're looking to come into our region, that's one of the first things they ask. They know that there's close proximity to that gas and how can we get to it? And this is going to make economic sense for them to do that. It's not an accident that Chesapeake Utilities Corporation and the subsidiaries that kind of flow from that corporation has major operations in Delaware and are huddled around the Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey type of community, if you will. And it all comes back to that infrastructure. And I know this is going to be a nuanced question as well, Jackie, but I was hoping you could talk with what makes this region so special, at least compared to other regions that may not have the same kind of access and benefit to that infrastructure. Well, like I just mentioned, we're sitting on a huge energy deposit here. So that makes us unique Mm -hmm. uh, from other areas. Another stat is a approximately 40 or 50 percent of the U.S. population is within an eight-hour drive to our area, right? So we're the closest point to get to the European market for importing and exporting. Mm -hmm. We have railroads, excellent highways. We have a fair amount of space for expansion. Cost of living is substantially lower Mm -hmm. in some areas, and yet we have all the urban amenities and advantages for that. And we have a lot of things in our favor which are hard to replicate. So I think that's what makes us unique. I love that you mentioned some of those infrastructure elements like highways, railroads that allow us to to distribute. I don't want to forget about the pipeline infrastructure because that's also something that I know you guys live this every day, but that pipeline infrastructure is something that most of us also take for granted. Don't even realize that it's there until somewhere along the line, there has to be an expansion and now there's some construction taking place in residential areas. And frankly, it startles people when they realize that a pipeline has been actually in their backyard for more than 50 years. It's clearly marked, But to your point earlier, Justin, out of sight, out of mind, they don't really think about it until some sort of expansion or construction starts. And now there's confusion, misunderstanding. But the other part of the infrastructure that I don't want us to forget about, and I'd love to get your perspective on this, is technology and how much more efficiently through technology we can not only extract, but distribute and essentially manage our energy assets. Oh, absolutely. We were just having this conversation earlier about the technology, how even just the feet on the street, the teams that are in the field, Mm -hmm. how they have advanced tools and technology so they can be able to remotely take a look at the infrastructure so they can see if there's anything going wrong. They don't have to be physically there. If there was an incident, automatically, you know, there's backups to backups to backups, Right. right? And so that's part of also our energy security, right? That technology. 
technology. So we need to make sure that we have that. And in terms of other technologies, we have things like renewables. Mm -hmm. So natural gas, you know, harmonizes very well with renewables and allows them to be on the grid. And what I mean by that is when the wind isn't blowing or the sun isn't shining, natural gas can come in and help step in and fill that void and fill that gap. And without that, we wouldn't be able to have more reliable, resilient grid because of that. So those are just some of the examples of the technologies. And there's also combined heat and power. So that makes it much more efficient. So without combined heat and power, what that would mean is that the efficiency of the energy usage would be maybe 30 or 40 percent. But when you have the technology of a combined heat and power unit, that would increase the efficiency to about 70 percent or 80 percent. So that's huge. You can capture that heat to produce more energy without it being evaporated into the universe. <laughs> gotcha. Now that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, now that makes sense. And folks, that's Jackie May, and she's here representing Chesapeake Utility Corporation, and she's here with her colleague, Justin Mulcahy. And Jackie, talk a little bit about economic impact and how the infrastructure we have here is driving economic impact, not just from a consumer level, but actually creating new jobs and a clustering effect because of the infrastructure we have here. So I can start from a consumer standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that we have natural gas. It's much more cost-effective. It's reliable. It's accessible. Right? That's the common theme. Sure. So in essence, then it lowers the costs all around, right? Lowers the costs for, for those that are actually in the, in the industry, for the customers that you serve from a larger scale, from electric power generating to refineries to pharmaceuticals, right? All right. of them use natural gas. And in turn, then the savings moves on to the consumers. So if we didn't have this large energy deposit here, we would have to import natural gas and then export all of our dollars. And so then it would make it much harder when we had a recent polar vortex this winter, it would have been a much more expensive heating, if you will, or running of operations type of winter situation Mm -hmm. than it would have been if we didn't have this abundance of energy and the reliability of the infrastructure. Right. And because we have that in such a accessible, affordable, reliable way, it's something that we generally don't really think about until it goes out. And Justin, I was hoping you could expand on this notion of the economic driver that the energy sector is something that is much more powerful than we may appreciate. Well, you know, Matt, we talked about it all fair about Cecil County, Maryland being part of the region. And we're doing business in Cecil County, and we know one of the drivers is really where am I going to start my business? You know, Amazon has a distribution warehouse in Elkton that we're supplying natural gas to. So for us, from a strategic standpoint, we look at, you know, where do we want to reach out? What areas are beneficial? And then a business, we want to work with them to make sure they bring their business to an area like Elkton. And obviously, when you have access to natural gas, somebody like Amazon says, you know what, that's desirable to me. I want to go there. There's an opportunity. But also, you know, just from a job standpoint, we're a growing company. We opened a new facility in the past year at Energy Lane in Dover. We have a growing workforce, I believe almost 1,300 employees now. So that in and of itself brings contractors onto the system. So you're driving you know, jobs that way when you're growing as a company. And certainly we want to continue to grow when the opportunities make sense for us to do so. Absolutely. And those 1,300 employees of Chesapeake Utilities Corporation have a ripple effect because they have families and they have extended reach into the community, whether they shop and dine and enjoy the amenities of their communities because of the jobs being here as opposed to somewhere else in the country or somewhere else in the world as well. I was hoping you guys could shift gears a little bit and share with me, what do you want the average person to know when they think of the energy industry and the energy sector? I like them to know that it's safe, it's reliable. We 
from talking about natural gas in general, we don't just build pipelines to build pipelines, right? right? We're heavily regulated by the federal government, right? So Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, or FERC. And we're not allowed to build unless we get market or request for it, mm-hmm. right? So that keeps us in line. And we look at things from an environmental perspective. We look at how are we going to have the most minimum impact when we're building a project or putting in infrastructure. So when people know that we take great care and we evaluate and we look at things very carefully to make sure that we don't disrupt the communities that we serve Mm -hmm. and that we're doing it in the best safe possible way for them because we do have their best interest in mind as well as our customers. But that's one thing I personally would think is just know that, you know, we're doing the best that we can to make sure that their interest are at first in safety. Safety is always number one. Absolutely. And I love the notion of energy companies don't build on dreams. They Correct. build on demand. And that makes really good sense. Justin? Yeah, and I think you know one thing we didn't talk about was the integrity. So with technology, mm-hmm. you're able to utilize camera technology. I know there's utility companies using drones. So we want customers to know, and Jackie just touched on a little bit, safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at the forefront of everything the industry does. And even on the distribution level, Chesapeake Utilities is obviously regulated by the Public Service Commission. So you know we're always thinking what makes sense for us as a business, but we're also thinking about our customers in terms of safety. A lot of the product that goes in the ground now is durable as it's ever been. Some of the plastic piping, the polyethylene. So the industry is going towards durable, you know, resilient, reliable technology. And we're also innovative. I mean, we're looking at other things. And I'll let Jackie kind of talk about some of the things that we're maybe looking at exploring yeah, in the future. That, that'd be great, because I do want to go down the path of what's next and what's coming. Mm-hmm. But just to accentuate the point you both are making, which is there's nothing more important, I know this is true for the team at Chesapeake Utilities as well, that there's nothing more important than ensuring that every employee goes home safely to their family. Because if that doesn't happen, nothing else really matters. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Absolutely. The yeah. safety of the employees and the company is paramount. And, and that goes into every decision, that goes into every decision in the field, in the workplace, it really starts and stops with safety. Yeah, totally. So, Jackie, it was referenced. I'd love to talk a little bit about the future. What do you see is coming down next, either from a technology perspective or even from a kind of a market growth perspective? Sure. So this is a topic that I thoroughly enjoy talking about. So as you know, you know, Eastern Shore and Chesapeake Utilities has been working closely with the Select Greater Philadelphia team and the GP, the Greater Philadelphia Energy Action team and our Delaware Prosperity Partnership with Kurt Foreman. And so we're all working together on business attraction initiatives. And one that's near and dear to my heart that I'm working on is renewable natural gas. Mm -hmm. Right. So in this region, we do have a big agricultural industry. And so what do we do with all this waste, right, from poultry, wastewater, even landfills? Mm -hmm. And so what we're looking at and exploring and something that I think we can implement pretty quickly is how do we turn all of that into renewable natural gas. And right. people are like, how do you do that? Right. So basically you take this waste and you put it through what's called a digester. So that's a technology that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And so what that does, it kind of takes out and, and really splits up and takes out all this stuff that's no good mm-hmm. and creates a biogas that we can go ahead and then use like we would natural gas. Hmm which is really exciting because we solve multiple problems because it helps us to decarbonize, basically take out the carbons from our energy sources. Yeah. And it helps to solve a problem of reducing waste in our landfills, our waters, you know, and trucking, right? So when you're trucking the waste or putting on the train, so all this adds to the carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. And so with that, this is something that we can help to solve, reducing the emissions, and then we just repurpose the energy, which is 
really exciting. And I'm I'm looking forward to being able to talk about that some more once we move further down the process. Yeah, I love that. And I want to dive in just for another moment on this whole notion of renewable natural gas. But before we get there, thank you for mentioning Kurt and the great team at the Delaware Prosperity Partnership. They're a great partner of ours in growing the economic vibrancy of the greater Philadelphia region. We can't do it without the support and engagement of our state and county economic development teams. And I know we're all working towards business attraction, job creation, talent attraction, capital attraction, and having that infrastructure from an energy perspective is so crucial. We have to have it. Otherwise, companies, to your point earlier, Justin, why would they locate here? They need that efficiency and that access and that affordability to fuel that allows them to operate their business. So, Jackie, coming back to this term that, frankly, I don't think I ever heard of before, and I'd love to know how new is it, how common is it, renewable natural gas? Yeah. Is it like something you just made up? No, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently this concept has been around for at least 30 years. Okay. In the beginning, you know, there's been some challenges where it didn't quite work out the way they had hoped. And so over time, various organizations, a lot of utilities or even private firms have been working on the technologies to be able to make this happen successfully. So the Renewable Natural Gas Coalition, they have folks, it's a very niche, as you know, industry, and there are about possibly 70 or so projects in the U.S. Hmm. that have already been successful, like with dairy waste and those kinds of things. And so now a lot more utilities are taking a look, a closer look as to how they can do that. But of course, while maintaining the integrity and safety of the pipeline, because if it's not handled properly, they can cause some challenges within the system. So that's something that we're working through and setting some standards, So, which is really exciting to be a part of that, yep. where we're looking to set some standards and see it at the forefront, especially in our region. I yeah. think that would be amazing. Yeah, totally. That's very cool. And I love how, from an energy innovation perspective, it sounds like that, that whole idea of renewable natural gas is one of the ways that we're leading the way. Happening in other regions as well, but it's mm-hmm. nice to know that's happening here too. Justin, I want to shift gears a little bit, and it's related to innovation, I suspect, but it's It's that notion of a cleaner energy environment in the future. And how important is it from not only a Chesapeake perspective, but an energy sector in general perspective, and especially liquid natural gas, which frankly is among the cleanest, I believe, out there? Yeah, it's a good question. And we were talking about this off air, Jackie, and I I think the important thing is for the industry and not just Chesapeake, it's clean energy is where customers are going. It's where everyone's going. You need to meet customers, as I said earlier, where they're at. There's an expectation that as an energy company, your energy is going to be clean. And that's the thing about natural gas. It accounts for two-thirds of emission reduction. So as a company, we want to do our part to reduce the carbon footprint. You know, we certainly want to go green and explore opportunities to do that. And one thing that I did want to talk about was compressed natural gas. So mm-hmm. we have a compressed natural gas station in Dover, which we're very proud of. And one of the things we want to do is really look at opportunities for some of the larger fleet vehicles mm-hmm. to reduce you know, some of those carbon emissions, for instance, some of the waste management trucks and things of that nature. Yep. Look for those opportunities to use compressed natural gas. And I'll be honest, before I came to Chesapeake, I had never heard of compressed natural gas. Right. Heard of liquefied natural gas at my other company, but we're really pushing towards, you know, a CNG push. When we acquired Marlin down in Florida, that company, they have sort of that, it's like a virtual pipeline. You know, they're able to transport uh, compressed natural gas. So that's, when I talk about strategic acquisitions and growing you as a company, when we you know, make acquisitions, we want to make sure we're looking at acquiring companies that are looking at green energy, that are looking towards sustainability, because that's ultimately what customers are looking forward to in the future. 
Gotcha. And I will say, I have heard of compressed natural gas, and I'm glad to hear that there's still a market for that, because it does make really good sense, especially from that fleet management efficiency affordability model that you were referencing. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about the economic impact. And I know we talked a little bit about this, but if you could elaborate on how natural gas really is impacting the economy, especially in this region. I know there's this boom that was referenced in Pennsylvania and the ability to access it in a very affordable, efficient way and then distribute it. That doesn't happen around the country. And without necessarily naming names, unless you'd like to, uh, (laughs) there are other regions of this country that are desperate for a structure and an accessibility to energy, whether it's natural gas or something else that's reliable and that's affordable. And they just don't have the same benefits that we do right here in this region. Is that a fair observation? Absolutely. And I think the conversation we've been having, it reduces the burden of energy costs across the board. Yeah. And I was having a conversation with my colleague, and he mentioned that during the recession, this industry was the only industry that was growing. And pretty much we single-handedly had taken us out of the recession because of this abundance of natural gas. Right. And so that's huge. Yeah. Right? That's another huge thing we got to really ponder about. Like, wow, think about that. Yeah. And had we not had that, where would we be today? Right. Right. And fossil fuels, quite frankly, they get a bad rap when you're talking about natural gas. It's totally more cleaner energies. We mentioned it earlier, you know, we're looking to expand our customer base. So a lot of times, and Jackie talked about the outreach we do, you know, we don't just put a pipeline in somebody's backyard. We do outreach to communities. We let them know what the benefits of natural gas are. We educate the customers. We let them know that we're coming here because this is an area that could really utilize natural gas. Mm -hmm. Many times customers aren't even aware that it's an option to them. They don't know much about it. So the company is really dedicated. I mean, I saw it firsthand when I came here to this company, going out, having open houses, talking to customers about where the pipeline is going to go, the benefits of natural gas. And then you sort of have that aha moment where customers go, wow, you know, I I never knew this was an option. So just from a residential standpoint, it gives people options. And, And we talked about it earlier. We're sort of a hub here, a very centralized location in Maryland, yep. Pennsylvania, Delaware, close access to New York, close access to Baltimore, Washington, D.C., the coastline. So it's a very diverse area, and it's something I think we all probably take for granted, quite frankly. Absolutely. Folks, that's Justin Mulcahy, and he's here with his colleague, Jackie Mayen, who's part of uh, the Chesapeake Utilities Corporation team. And they're sharing with us as part of our Greater Philadelphia Energy Action Team series on the energy infrastructure in the greater Philadelphia region, some of the insights from their work as a leader in this sector. And Justin, you referenced this, and I really value it, and I appreciate it. It is all about education, especially at a consumer level. When they understand, and this comes back to a point you were making earlier about clean energy, nobody's asking for dirty energy, right? They expect clean energy. It's kind of like, of course you're going to provide clean energy, but we didn't necessarily as a society think about it in that way. 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, we just assume that, you know, we're getting access to heat our homes and heat our businesses and operate our shops. But we really, really didn't think about the impact on the environment the way we do today. And now the technology, the innovation and the demand for a cleaner environment is really dominant. And the customers are wiser than ever, too. So the technology allows customers to really monitor their energy usage more than they ever have. You know, they have analytics out there, people are able to really see what they're using. So customers sort of know they want a clean energy, 
they want to do their part, and customers are doing their part, you know, in terms of reducing their footprint individually. So as a company, we want to meet them where they're at. We want to give them options. We want to educate customers on the benefits of natural gas. And it is a clean, efficient energy source. So part of it is just getting the word out there and letting customers know, you know, the amount of time and effort that goes into that planning of infrastructure, you know, the safety component of it, the integrity. You know, when we talk about integrity, we talk about inspections of pipelines and things of that nature to make sure that things are holding up. And we, we constantly monitor the pressures and the flows. So it's an industry that's highly regulated, but it's something that we take very seriously and we want folks to know it's safe. And we do our very best to provide safe and, and affordable natural gas. And we want them to know it's an option for them. Yeah, it's a great option at that as well. So if you could change one thing about the industry sector today, is there something that really pops for you? And Jackie, I'll start with you. Give sure. Justin a little more time to think about yes. it. Yes, sure. And I think, you know, we had a conversation about this offline earlier. It's our image as an industry, right, where that education piece has to come in so people are aware and fully understand what's all involved and how careful we are and how safe we are and all the things that we do to provide the infrastructure to provide the natural gas so that everyday things could be done from heating their homes to cooking their meals, right? People don't realize that even some of the products that they use on a daily basis were, you know, natural gas was involved. Mm-hmm. So I think the image is key. And I think a lot of not just Chesapeake Utilities Corporation, Eastern Shore Natural Gas, but other utilities as well are working to improve that image mm-hmm. through the education process. I totally concur. And I think, you know, having worked in the energy industry for the last four years now, one of the things I've learned is there's a great story to tell. Yep. You just have to tell it. Right. What I mentioned was, you know, customers don't always know. we got to meet them where they're at. It's our job to tell the story. Right. Tell the story about the evolving industry, the technologies. We talked about compressed natural gas. Jackie touched on, you know, the sort of the biogas. We're exploring innovation. We're exploring technology because if you're not, you're going to be stagnant and you're going to be behind. And we're exploring ways to meet customers where they are in terms of giving them the analytics and the information all the way down to paying your bill. I mean, so that's an exciting story to tell. And I think, you know, obviously it's a highly regulated industry. Sure. A lot of sensitivities around it. We get that, you know, from an infrastructure standpoint, safety standpoint. So you have to be guarded to a sense, you know, mm-hmm. in a sense that totally. we get that. You're going to be risk averse, but we do have good stories and not just stories about infrastructure, but how we help our customers. I mean, we're in the middle of winter right now. We have a great sharing program. Our employees put into that. It's grant funding for folks that are struggling to pay their energy bills. Mm-hmm. It's a good story to tell and we're out there telling it community puts into it. So those are programs that we have available. We obviously donate money, but we volunteer our time. Our employees are in the field. So we want people to know that beyond just the operational story and the infrastructure story, we're doing other things. We know we have to keep the gas flowing, right? But I think companies... They're starting to tell their their holistic story, everything else that they're doing, yeah. because we're part of the community. And you're talking about it today, the job growth, the economic driver component of what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Jackie, I want to shift to you because um, you had referenced this earlier in our conversation, and I'm really glad you did. And I'd love to get your perspective because you're on the front lines with our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. Under our CEO Council for Growth, we have something called the Greater Philadelphia Energy Action Team. It's a group of more than 100, I think. I think it's almost up to 200 folks who gather on a regular basis to share ideas, to strategize around how do we address the hurdles and overcome those challenges? How do we work in a much more collaborative way? And I'd love to get your perspective on the work that you and your colleagues are doing through and with our Greater Philadelphia Energy Action Team. Sure, Matt. Happy to. Through the Greater Philadelphia Energy Action Team, the Chamber, through our Delaware Prosperity Partnership folks, I mean, Kurt Foreman, et cetera, there are a lot of 
industry individuals, some competitors, some just uh, construction workers, legal. I mean, you have all facets of the industry in the same room. Yeah, the, experts and experts, key opinion leaders. Correct, sure. correct. Which is fascinating because I think everybody checks that competition piece at the door. And we all really come together and really have those hard conversations of like, what are we doing to make sure that people understand that this is a place that they need to come to? Right. What are the things that we need to change? How do we educate? We've had to pivot where, you know, we wanted to build a lot more pipeline in the area, but that didn't quite pan out. So like, well, how can we pivot to change that and achieve those goals together in a different way. Right. And so through that brainstorming, which is fascinating. If you've never been to a meeting, I highly recommend it. Yep. And through that brainstorming process, we're like, oh, how do we attract the right businesses? And really had us have that first step of self-awareness. Right. right? Who are we? Who do we want people to know? What are some of the gaps or some of the things that are not so great? And how could we address that and help to change that so that we can be better suitors, if you will, of folks that are looking at our region? And yep. it's not just talking to the folks here in Philadelphia, Delaware, New Jersey, but all over the country and even internationally. Yeah. Because there are folks that want to, you know, build operations. They want to do importing, exporting. And so why not look at this area? At the very least, we want them to look at this neighborhood. Let us know we exist. That's right. And and people don't realize that people, I haven't been to Philly in a long time. I'm like, you need to go. It's an amazing place. Totally. You know, to just walk and shop and eat. And so it's creating that quality of place. Right where people could come and feel that I can live here and I can also, my child can have a place to go play baseball or hockey or football or those things. Those are the small things that matter that are huge to families. And so that's why I think it's amazing. Absolutely. And it's all fueled by a really great energy infrastructure. Exactly. (laughs) One of the ways I like to describe our Greater Philadelphia Energy Action Team, yes, it's about strategy. It's about partnership. It's about collaboration. But at the end of the day, in my view, it's really all about solutions. How do we work better together And it's actually one of the things that we at our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia and Select Greater Philadelphia and our CEO Council for Growth, we're all one big family. We're really proud of our ability to convene, to bring people together in a safe place to have these kinds of hard conversations. Because if if there's not that kind of gathering, then it's likely not going to happen unless somebody who's in a more neutral kind of objective position can accomplish by bringing those folks together. So the future of energy in the greater Philadelphia region, heck, you can even say the future of energy in the U.S. Three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. Justin, what do you think? You know, I think it's going to continue to trend the way it's going, just in terms of the use of technology. You know, we talked about the compressed natural gas. I think it's going to trend towards a cleaner energy sector. I think you're going to see more advancements come along. I mentioned drones. I mean, things like that to inspect pipelines. I think people are going to be looking at ways to make the industry as safe as possible. I mean, even when you use technology that uses cameras and pipelines and things like that, if you're even exploring that idea, it's safe because a lot of times there's places you can't get to, you know, somebody in the field can't get to it. So I know as a company, we're, we talked about when you convene, you're always looking for best practices because as a whole, we're an industry. We're all in it together. We're exchanging ideas. We're looking for ways to make the industry safer because as we said earlier, we want to provide safe and reliable natural gas. So I see it going towards an innovative future. It's going to continue to go that way. Like we mentioned the fleet vehicles. I think you're going to Mm -hmm. see more compressed natural gas and fleet vehicles, you know, combined heat and power. I think sustainability is the future. And as uh, technology comes out, you're going to see more companies exploring it and saying, hey, does this make sense for us? Because you can't 
be stagnant. You got to keep up. The industry is evolving and customers are evolving as well. Absolutely. Jackie, where do you see the industry in the next five to 10 years? I think it's going to continue to boom. It's just a piggyback off of what Justin was saying. The more people learn about what we have to offer here and how it's not easy to replicate anywhere else, I definitely foresee more businesses and more people in general wanting to come to this area because of the fact that we have so much to offer. And so I definitely see that happening. And even now when we get requests for service out of towners, other states, they want to know how quickly can you get natural gas? Because that's what's going to help me to succeed and grow. And then that's exciting because then we know, okay, now they're seriously considering coming here. That just means more for the economic development piece, more jobs and all the things that go along with that. Totally. So, folks, that was uh, Jackie Mayen, and she's here with her colleague, Justin Mulcahy. They're here representing Chesapeake Utility Corporation. And Chesapeake Utility Corporation is one of those companies in the greater Philadelphia region who are leading the way as part of not only our greater Philadelphia energy action team, but as a great corporate citizen, giving back, getting involved, and innovating for the future. And I want to thank both Justin and Jackie for taking time out to join us right here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. Thanks for having us, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Much appreciated. Thank you.